You're listening to the Truth and Boots podcast. Join me as we search the Bible for truth about our God, for hope to encourage us through hard trials and struggles, and for answers for anyone who questions our faith. The truth of God's Word is not fragile, impractical, and only used on special occasions like a pair of stiletto heels. God's Word, like a pair of sturdy boots, is meant to be put to work daily and is designed to protect us and help us through the mud, streams, and rocks of life. Hey guys, just wanted to remind you that this is part two of a two-part episode. There was just so much information that my friend Tiffany was sharing that I didn't want to cut her down any in length. So if you have not listened to part one on memorization, go back and do that now. This is part two on meditation. Um, so moving on to meditation, we've talked about memorization a lot, but as you mentioned off mic, um, they go hand in hand so well, but we sometimes think meditation is this kind of elusive, ethereal, ethereal, uh, ethereal um, concept, and it's really quite simple. So tell us what yeah. meditation is. Okay. First of all, like you just alluded to, let me tell you what it is not. I think we all know this instinctively, uh, but the whole Eastern... Uh, religious idea of uh, finding a quiet place and then emptying your mind and turning your focus inward, finding your true self, all of that. None of that is scriptural meditation. Um, in fact, quite the opposite. Instead of emptying our mind, biblical meditation is filling our mind. Uh, and so, so I think one of the time, one of the reasons that sometimes we shy away from meditation is because of this connotation that we have of all these Eastern religions and, uh, and their form of meditation, which isn't scriptural. Um, the other one is probably just that it's really, really hard work and it takes a ton of time, <laughs> uh, which we'll, we'll talk about later. Uh, but what is meditation? Uh, Webster's gives uh, these words to ponder, to concentrate, to reflect, and those are all true. It's the time that you take. And of course, to ponder or concentrate or reflect implies time that is calm and quiet and focused, which is the kind of time that I don't easily readily have. <laughs> and I'm guessing that you don't either. Um, and so, there's our hugest obstacle right there. The next part of meditation, I did not know this until I started looking this up for this lesson. Because if you would have just asked me on the street, hey, what's meditation? I, maybe I wouldn't have come up with ponder, concentrate, and reflect. But those that concept. The next part of this, I literally did not know. And that is that the Hebrew word that is translated meditation in the Old Testament I'm probably going to murder it when I try to say it, but haga um, literally means to moan, growl, utter, speak, or muse. Hmm. And all of those words have some form of speaking, of making noise. And maybe it's all the Eastern influence uh, of meditation, but I would have said meditation is quiet. 
And so if you break the silence by saying your Bible verse out loud, then you have broken your meditation. And scripturally, that is actually not true, that meditation must include our words. And so here's where meditation and uh, memorization go hand in hand. Some of the tips that we were talking about, about reading your verse out loud over and over and uh, seeing it all the time, um, that also is the first step of meditation um, is just saying those words. And so sometimes maybe the one verse, let's just say you are reading a chapter um, and you, you see some really great truth in there. Maybe the verse that you're memorizing is only going to be one verse or two verses out of the entire chapter. Um, and that's okay, but maybe you want to meditate. In fact, I'm positive. You want to meditate <laughs> on the big, uh, the big picture. And one, it will keep your verses in context uh, because I could pull a random verse out of the scripture and completely misuse it. Um, even though it was memorized and quoted perfectly, uh, it wouldn't be used properly. But in meditation, I can learn the context and, and this would be the time when you really delve into, um, into the meanings of those words, um, cross-referencing things. Um, maybe you're doing this all out loud, but another form, I think, of using your words is to, to journal, uh, which I know is another uh, really popular thing right now. And there are so many beautiful journals uh, even journaling Bibles and different things like that that you can get. Um, if you're artistic, that is awesome. I am not. Um, I love my handwriting, but uh, so I can I can write things in a journal form. But to actually decorate in my Bible, I can't because I'll never be pleased with it, and then it'll be a distraction rather than a help. Um, but uh, but journaling is another form of putting those thoughts into words, and then sharing it with somebody um, and this can be this can be somebody from your family it can be your girlfriend um, i walk almost every morning with one of my dogs um, who's a teenager and we talk about all kinds of random things and so sometimes it's just stuff that's going on something we heard on the news or read in an article uh, but sometimes it's scripture verses and so this is like in my life, that would be a perfect time uh, to, to share that with her. I read this verse. I've been pondering this verse. I found out something that this verse means that's just really overflowing in my heart, and I want to share that with you. And all of that is meditation. Um, I think we get the idea sometimes that meditation, kind of like memorization, is this little tiny box and uh, so we're going to do how many ever minutes, five minutes or 10 minutes or an hour. And sometimes we think, I don't have an hour, so I can't meditate. I can't study scripture. I can't memorize scripture. It doesn't have to take that long. Um, and God knows what stage of life you're in. Uh, and so if you've got little kids or you've got teenagers that you are running in all directions all the time, um, or you've got a full-time job and, you know, all the different things that we, that we might find in our lives, God knows. 
and so I've had to come to be satisfied and that has that has been a challenge to me because I look at empty nester mom friends <laughs> that I have and man they have tons of time and they journal and they do beautiful crafty things and they do they have all this time they're like you know I just pray for two hours every morning I'm like I'd have to get up like pretty much when at the same time I was going to bed in order to have two quiet hours to pray. So, you know, but then I, then it comes back to me, that's not what I'm called to do right now. And so God is not going to, um, God is not going to hold it against me if I'm not spending an hour or two at a time meditating on his word. The great thing about memorizing and meditating and the fact that they go hand in hand is at as I meditate on the verse more and I understand it and I pull it apart and I find the context and I find uh, how this would have been received by the original audience um, and all of those different things, the application and the culture and those things, that verse is going to mean more to me, which in turn will make it easier to memorize. And probably by the time that I've done all the rest of this study on this verse or this passage, probably by that time I have read that verse oodles and oodles of times. And so it makes the memorization process easier. And on the flip side of that, as I memorize it, now it's in my head. I can take it wherever I want to go. So if I don't have my verse cards with me, I can pull that verse out of my head and meditate on it. And, um, and so that is, uh, kind of the essence of meditation is it's there is sometimes that time that you sit down apart from everything but there's also those little times when you just find yourself your thoughts drift to that verse and it becomes part of who you are and you hear yourself sometimes saying that verse or using the principle in talking to somebody else and you go wow isn't god good that is he taught me that and he let me use it to encourage somebody else and isn't god great and it builds our faith through that yes and i love how you said it it's little bits um not just the dedicated study time because i've i've come to see that um as a mom and um a a person who also holds down a job and a podcast. <laughs> um, it's the kitchen sink meditation that sometimes yes. is the biggest blessing. So yes. I only had 15 minutes of devotion time today before the kid woke up. Yep. But <laughs> then I've got the 15 minutes at the kitchen sink to do the dishes later mm -hmm. that I'm like, so what did I study? Oh yeah, I didn't quite understand that. Now, hmm. what what could that mean? And so it's yeah. some dead time there that we could use. I mean, yeah. it's it's everywhere. Yeah, it's little yep. bits everywhere. Yeah, so just look for it. Yes, That's yes. Um, what does the Bible say about the importance of meditation? Is there any scripture that specifically speaks to how often or what it should look like for us? Sure. Uh, yes, the answer, that would be the short answer. Um, <laughs> the long answer, I would say this would take us the next couple hours uh, to, to read through all the verses. Um, and so I'll give you a couple. And then uh, I would challenge everyone here 
to just do a quick search on your Bible app or uh, the internet or whatever of meditation used in the Bible. And I think you will be as shocked as I was to find out how many times the Bible talks about meditation. Uh, there is no possible way that I could do an exhaustive uh, list on this. The two verses that pop into my mind immediately are Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. And here's the time frame, day and night. Um, and, and then that leads to prospering um, and being a success. Psalm 1, verses 2 and 3, um, meditating in the scripture and uh, again, day and night. And you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Um, those verses speak uh, to me as I, I picture that tree. Uh, in Psalm 1, as you meditate in the scripture day and night, and and it is all of that downtime that we were wasting before, and it's not that washing the dishes is wasting, it's not that uh, the standing in line is wasted or whatever, but not really invested for eternity. Um, if the dishes didn't get washed, that doesn't change eternity, um, but, but using that for a better purpose or, you know, multitasking, which is what we're all supposed to be good at. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't say I always am, but, um, but that idea uh, there of day and night. So throughout the day, um, you're reading something in the morning and you're thinking about it. And, and again, Kathleen, like you said, sometimes you're forgetting, what was it that I read this morning? I have no idea what my thought for today was. Um, and don't feel bad about that because that's, you know, you may feel like, oh, I'm not, you know, a very good Bible scholar. I'm not a very good Christian if I can't even remember what I read today. Um, no, because just like memorization, forgetting is part of it. Because if you forget, then it makes you dig back for it and it, you'll remember it better the next time. Anyway, um, but I see that day and night, day and night, day and night. Um, and what does that give the tree? It gives it depth because the roots are just going deep. And the more that we dig into the word of God, we're gonna go deep uh, because we're not just gonna stay on the surface. A surface reading, okay, I read my chapter or I read my, you know, whatever. Great, check that off my list and put my Bible away until tomorrow. You're gonna dig in and you're gonna go deep. And just like the tree roots, uh, being deep are going to allow that to withstand the storms of life. Um, having our roots deep into the Word of God is going to do exactly the same thing for us. Um, and stability. Uh, that tree is not going to be wavered. Um, it's not, it's not going to be that teeny tiny little sapling that's blowing all over um, and ends up breaking uh, when the hurricane or the tornado or whatever comes. Um, and sometimes our lives get hit with exactly that same kind of storm. And and we're going to withstand it because our roots are deep and our trunks are strong. And ultimately, we're bringing forth fruit. Um, and bringing forth the fruit in his season. And sometimes I look at my life and I think, oh, I'm not bringing forth enough fruit. And... And then, I, okay, if I just manufacture something, if I just try really hard, no, 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 that's not how trees and, and plants work. The plant, the tree just stays connected to that vine or 
keeps its roots in the soil and stays connected to its source of nutrition there, which in our case is scripture, our, our Lord Jesus, just stay connected and his life flowing through us is going to produce the fruit at the right time. Um, so that, that to me, that tree there is, is such a beautiful picture of the benefits of meditation. Uh, one other verse that, uh, that I see here that my husband quotes a lot in our house uh, is, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Uh, Psalm 19, 14. And there again, it ties those words of my mouth with the meditation of my heart. And so meditation actually is speaking. It actually has some element of that. And so the more senses that you're using uh, to learn this, you're seeing, you're hearing, you're saying, uh, you're writing, all of these different things are helping you to remember the scripture, uh, to remember the lessons that you're learning. And the thing that I think is awesome about journaling it, whether it's just writing it in paragraph form or drawing uh, something, uh, illustrating it, is that someday you can pass that on or share that with someone else. Um, and I know uh, for me, the things that my mom has written are treasures of mine um, or things that my grandma had written. Um, and so someday I would like to be able to pass on some of uh, my spiritual journals, my devotional journals to my kids and just say, here, here's what God has taught me over the years. And I don't do it nearly as faithfully as I should and I would like to. Uh, but uh, but that's one way that even when you are gone, you can still be a blessing uh, to someone else by passing those those things on. Um, if you go through Psalm 119, it uses the word meditation in so many verses. Um, oh, how I love I thy law. It is my meditation uh, all the day. Um, and it talks about different um, different. Uh, blessings there. I'm wiser than my teachers because it's um, of your meditation. Um, verse 23, I thought this is a, a totally distinct blessing here, and, and it surely doesn't sound like a blessing. Um, but Psalm 119 verse 23 says, the princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. And this is when meditation gets really hard, is when we're confronted with trials in our lives. And sometimes it's gonna be people speaking against you. It's gonna be betrayal or rejection or somebody spreading false rumors about you or something really life-shaking, um, life-shattering there for you in your life. And it's that time that the servant needs to be meditating on the statutes. Um, and I found this in my own life time and time again. I know the truth of this verse. And yet I would like to skip over that verse because I would like to say, you know, as long as I'm doing right, everything in my life is going to work out perfectly. And I don't have anything to worry about. And yet I have not yet found that to be the case. <laughs> Trials still come. And sometimes, sometimes they're big things um, that just, you could say, they just happen, but it's not the fault of someone. 
And other times they're very personal. And I think the times that they're personal, it makes it even harder for us to cling to God um, because we've been betrayed by someone who's close to us. Somehow running to God seems, what if he rejects me too? And yet the more that we find ourselves in scripture, we know that that's not true. Uh, but at those times when we're very weak, like that, the devil, that is the time that he is going to bombard our minds with all kinds of lies. And so keeping ourselves meditated, meditating on the scriptures is of vital importance at that time. And if we have meditated on many of those scriptures, then at those times we can quickly bring to our minds uh, the attributes of God and recall the times when God has been faithful to me and things that he has brought me through. And I know that this time he will be faithful too. And that will help us again withstand the storms of life. I am just sitting here soaking everything you're saying. Thank you. Oh, I just love it. I just love it. I, I want to have a little a dance party. of. I, I can't believe that I am missing some of these things that you're saying. Um <laughs> One thing you, several things you said actually brought me to a, a passage that I've done a lot of time meditating on in Deuteronomy 6, and it, it's showing everything you're saying so clearly, and like, oh, how could I not see that before? Um, <laughs> Deuteronomy 6, the passage we all know, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. So you're going to talk about them as you meditate on them. Oh. You should talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. So in the morning, in the evening, yeah. all times of day, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And it just shows you every part of your day. If you, if you soak every part of your day in the scriptures, in the truth talk about it constantly that will help your process in meditation in memorization yeah. and and getting your roots down deep and then yeah. blessing others so yeah as you're list, listing all those things off i'm like oh that's in that verse too and that's in that verse too <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that's awesome oh. um Okay, so we've seen what meditation is. We've seen the importance of it. Um, you've already covered what meditation looks like, did, but did you have any other thoughts that you wanted to add? Um, I'll give you a couple word pictures here. Uh, one is beautiful and one is not beautiful. Um, we'll start with the really ugly one, and that is when I'm thinking of and the way that it was taught to me, what is meditation? Meditation is like a cow chewing its cud. Um, that's a really nasty picture, <laughs> but it is in essence, uh, what meditation is. You've got the cow, he eats the grass. Um, he digests a little bit of it, but he's going to need to chew it again. And so he brings that back up to recall it. <laughs> um, that's nice. Right. And he sits there and chews it again and it goes into his second stomach and you know we all know how cows work but um but that constantly bringing it back up again um that's important it's not a one and done thing so he's bringing it back up 
he's probably enjoying it the second time. I don't know that I would, but cow seems to, and that enables him to digest it more fully. And it happens over and over and over until it's thoroughly digested. Now, I know that that is a really horrible picture. So the other, the other way that I think um, of meditation, which is a little bit nicer, is marinating. Um, so when you put meat in marinade, what does it do all day or overnight? It sits and it soaks in whatever you've put it in. And that's what we do in God's word is just sit and soak in it. And suck up the flavor. <laughs> yeah. And, and over that time that that meat is exposed to that marinade, it starts to get tender. And God does the same thing in our heart. And it just absorbs all of that flavor and the juices and the things. And really that meat is transformed from a plain piece of meat, which maybe depending on the cut, when you cook it, it could be really dry, tasteless and unappetizing to the point of being very, very pleasing um, as, as a meal. And God does the same thing to us. We sit and we soak in this word. He makes our hearts tender. He transforms our mind and then ultimately our life until we have something that is pleasing to him and can be pleasant to those around us and that we can be a blessing. And so, so I like to prefer, I prefer to think of marinating rather than <laughs> chewing cud. Um, but I think both of those give you kind of a good picture of what meditation is. Um, so hopefully, uh, if meditation was something that was scary to you before that some, you know, somebody has to have like a master's in theology in order to really truly meditate, hopefully that helps you to see, no, all of us can do it um, at whatever level, how much ever time we have or don't have. Um, if we desire it, God is going to help us to be able to use those few moments that we have. And he's going to bring those verses back to our minds so that we can just soak it all in and become the most tender, delightful uh, work that God has. I love the illustration, Tiffany, the the marinating. I had never thought of it like that before, but that is the whole point in us studying and soaking in scriptures so we can become Christ-like and yeah. become like what we're exposing ourselves to. So sure. That's, that's a beautiful uh, picture. Um, how has the practice of meditation impacted your life? Because I know we should all do it, but I mean, what are some of the benefits you've seen? Sure. Um, and I just to comment on what you just said, as far as um, we become what we expose ourselves to, that goes the opposite direction too. Um, so if we're not marinating in scripture and meditating on that, we are meditating on something. And so we have to be careful what it is that we're allowing in. Um, as far as how it's impacted my life, I think I've alluded to all of these different things as far as the benefits, but, uh, but personally, I would say um, meditating on the truths of Scripture has um, kept me grounded in the truth. 
Um, and again, I know I've mentioned this before, but it helps me to put my armor on. Um, when I am sitting and soaking in the truth, it helps me to get my belt of truth on so that I'm girding up my loins ready for battle because I've got my truth and, and I've got my scripture there memorized in my mind so I can take the sword, um, and I can go anywhere and I can, um, and I can fight against the devil with that. And that is the only way that I can fight against the lies. And so uh, I wish I could say that I did that perfectly. Um, but I've learned more from messing it up than I have in, <laughs> in studying how to do it right. Um, but, but at the times when I'm focused on God and I'm focused on his truths, the devil can come at me with lies and I'm less likely to believe those things because I hear God's voice in his words and I recognize easily the devil's lies. On the flip side of that, if I'm not meditating on the words of God, then everything that Satan has is so attractive and it's so so believable because he takes his lies and he wraps them in enough truth that makes it very palatable to us. And so if I'm not grounded in God's truth, it makes me very susceptible uh, to that. Here's one just really basic one. If you go back to, for, uh, to Psalm chapter one, verse two, it says, blessed is the man that meditates day and night in God's word. And that word blessed just means happy. Um, yes, God blesses me spiritually, but the way that I see that evidenced in my life is in my mood. Um, we all as ladies can understand the whole mood swing thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we experience it on a daily basis. But as my mind is meditating and focusing on God, I find my overall mood is one of happiness. It's peace. It's contentment. Um, that does not say that nothing bad ever happens, that my kids don't misbehave, that other things, that I don't have other problems. But I react to those things in a much calmer um, more even keeled, self-controlled way because I have my foundation, uh, firmly planted in Christ. Yes. And, um, going back to what you were saying about the tree going deep, when you meditate, you go deep so that yeah. it can withstand the storm. Um, example from my own life, I spent several months reading through the Bible, um, I think I was doing it chronologically that time. And as I went through that year or two, I was writing down the promises of God that I came across. Mm. I'm like, oh, I like that promise too. And I was putting it in the back of the, the journal that I was using so I could find it easier. Okay. And then I miscarried. And it was those promises of God that I had spent time meditating on that yes. really got me through a good part of that grief. And it was enough to 
give me a bedrock to go back to the scripture. I'm like, okay, this was this promise. So let me go back and spend more time in that passage to uh, revisit that promise again. Yeah. So, and some of those things as you're going through the actual trial, when you're in the fire, you read that verse. And if you were just passing over it at that particular moment, you would be tempted to say, that's not true. Um, because I don't feel that today in my life, but because you'd had the time to meditate and to really grasp the truth of that, you were able to cling on to that like a rock where otherwise you might've dismissed it. Mm -hmm. And, and it could have become a time that you turned against God, um, that maybe God does this or is this thing to somebody else, but he's not that way to me. Um, but instead, even though it doesn't feel true, when we know it's true, then we we are more likely um, to to cling to that. Yes. Um, what have you been meditating on recently? I I <laughs> maybe you've been meditating on meditating, and I've been <laughs> blessed by recently, that. Yes. <laughs> But is there anything else you've been meditating on that you want to share? Yes. Um, I've been meditating on something so basic, but so profound. I've been meditating on the grace of God. Uh, Again, that sounds like one of those basic, basic truths. And it is the fact that God has amazing grace. Um, the fact that it's by grace that we're saved. And I'm tempted in my spiritual pride to think, well, grace, God's love, things like that. Those are the milk of the word. And, and there is a sense of God's grace, God's love. Yeah, we learned that God loved the world. Um, he sent his son and those things. And we pass over those things so quickly after we've been saved for a long time. And it was through a trial recently in my own life that I had to stop and reset and look at what was really important, what was really true in my life. And I, I just went back to scripture and I started, um, I, like you, I have over time written down a lot of things. And I know this is a totally different, different topic, but, um, I have one journal in particular that I have arranged each page and I should have done a section, but I've only done a page for each attribute of God. I certainly, it is not an exhaustive list, but, um, I have up there, you know, God's faithfulness, God's mercy, God's love, whatever. And then verses underneath it, just, just the references and one tiny phrase from the verse so that it doesn't take up more than a line. And I've just got those pages filled in like that. So when the crisis hits, I have that to go back to. And I look and I say, God, I need your help. Um, so my initial focus was on the love of God and so overwhelming the love of God. 
and we read John 3.16 like it really doesn't matter, and yet it's life-changing. And then as we delve into, into that, uh, Romans 8 is by far my favorite passage, my favorite chapter in the entire Bible. It starts with no condemnation and ends with no separation. Everything in that passage is so rich and so deep, and I could spend easily a year just on that one chapter. But from there, then, I jumped into God's grace because if there is no condemnation, honestly, it doesn't matter what sin that I fall into or what sin is done against me or what crisis comes into my life, there's grace for that. And so as I started studying, just I just started reading some different verses, just a very quick word study, which has ended up going much, much deeper than that, um, just to see the amazing grace that God has. Again, such simple, familiar words that that are easily passed over because we've sung the song probably a thousand times and we don't think about the words anymore. Uh, but if God was able and willing to sacrifice his son to bring me life spiritually and to give me all of what goes with salvation and he was willing to do that when i mess up and i do a lot he's got grace for that because it's already under the blood and so the time that i spend beating myself up over it is wasted time because it's already under the blood but i can go to god and say i messed up again I'm sorry. And every single time he has never yet failed to give me the grace to get back up and try one more time. And when the storms of life and I alluded earlier to rejection, betrayal, the really personal hurts of life come. God has so much grace in that. And even just sometimes the smallest things um, to have a flower uh, that just pops up in an unexpected place. That's God's grace because he gave you that beauty today. Um, a kind word from a stranger. That's God's grace. He gave that to you to encourage you. Uh, just all kinds of things. And the fact that Sometimes we face things that it feels like life is over. I can't get through this. God says, no, my grace is sufficient. Uh, when you are weak, then am I strong. And God proves himself over and over and over uh, to, to be my strength, to keep me going uh, when I feel like I can't do it anymore. And so... That's, <laughs> that, I could probably go on with that for a whole other hour or two, but 
I actually was meditating on that recently too because I was doing some a series on um, overcoming temptation. So you can go back mm. and listen if you haven't listened yeah. to that, uh, listener. But that same concept, there is no condemnation now to those yeah. who are in Christ Jesus. And the passage that it contains, it's just like, oh, there's so much in there. Yes, <laughs> yes, love that chapter. Um, this has been amazing. I appreciate you spending the time. Oh chatting with me it's been good to catch up it's been good to have fun again with you yes yes oh it has been fun and I appreciate you asking me um because I would have said you know I just I'm really overwhelmed with everything else that's going on and I just can't do this but it actually forced me to go through the process of doing the whole meditation even on <laughs> meditation that um yeah kind of the kick in the pants that I needed to uh to get going again <laughs> like I should have never quit but uh, uh, yes like you said we meditate on stuff all the times so maybe you were meditating yeah. on the fact that you needed to meditate so yes yes so that's good that's healthy yes so well thank you this has been a oh. huge blessing for me I've been encouraged and I hope oh, that to those listening were as well 